Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Welcome, Grit to Greatness listeners. It's another great episode of Grit to Greatness. Very excited to be with you today. We have a tremendous guest. He's back for another episode. He liked it so much the first time he decided to come back. It's Matt Williamson, great friend of mine, sales leader, coach, trainer, sales professional. Um, there in Lebanon, Tennessee. He did episode 46, Calm the Storm. Episode 46, Calm During the Storm. Welcome back, Matt. I appreciate it, Chuck. Thank for thank you uh, for having me on. Matter of fact, there's a story there. I kind of uh, review every now and then some of our episodes and kind of re-drop them or reinitiate them. And I did that and uh, kind of got your attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you dropped it I, and, and or reposted it, uh, reposted on, I saw it on Facebook. And um, when I saw that, you know, I was like, wow, it's been a year um, since we did that podcast. And I couldn't believe that it, it that time had went by, but you know, I really got excited because I enjoyed the first podcast that we did uh, together. Uh, but I really felt like I had something more I wanted to say. Um, I, I've made some some changes and some different things that's happened in my life and that uh, have been helpful to me. And I just felt like, man, I, I, I love to share those those things. And so I thought I just commented on there. Hey, let's do it again. Right. That's right. And here we are back. And today we actually going to talk about the abundant life. I'm very excited about this episode the abundant life. So start off and tell us about the changes you made physically with regard to your health. Yeah. So uh, for me, I, I really want to start with, um, you know, I've been going through this physical journey uh, this year, uh, started on January the 2nd. And um, I, I really kind of want to talk about what engaged me or, or started me down that pathway. You know, first of all, uh, August last year, I'm about to be in August this year, I'll be 41. I turned 40 last year. And, uh, you know, when you get to 40, the realization of some things start to set in, particularly physically. And, um, you know, I just wasn't happy physically with where I was at. I'm tired all the time, didn't have the energy that I wanted to have and ultimately knew I was capable of a lot more. But what kind of happened to me is I had I always I kind of had like this seed planted Um and the the seed that was planted uh, into into me at that time was uh, uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter sixteen, verse twenty four. It talks about if anyone wants to come after me, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And so I thought about that a lot. Like I, I really I prayed about it and I thought about it a whole lot. And the the whole deny yourself really hit me. And um, I, I'll talk more about that here in the, in a second, but that was kind of the seed that got me going into this physical journey. So just to talk a little bit about that, and then I, we can back up Chuck and dive more into that uh, process or what that meant for me. But so uh, I get up every morning since August the 2nd, at least five days a week. Uh, a lot of times I do Saturdays and sometimes Sundays as well. But the first thing I do is I cold plunge. I wake up first thing in the morning and I get into cold water. 
Now we started in January and we were, we were getting to my neighbor's pool. Uh, you had Nolan McHugh on here recently. He's also done, uh, we've been doing this together along with a couple of our other friends. And so we wake up every morning. So for me, it was, I, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to have fun. Like I want to have fun in everything that I do. That's just my, my motivation. You want to get me to get up at 5am in the, at 5am in the morning. It's got to be fun. Like that's just my personality. And so uh, I needed something that I would get excited about. And so I'd listened to some podcasts and, and heard some different things about men's health. And I kept seeing this cold exposure and I thought, man, that looks fun. I don't know why I thought it looked fun. I don't even like cold water. I mean, I'm the guy that tiptoes into the pool, you know, I don't even, like, I don't like cold water, but I thought, man, that looks fun. Let's do it. Let's, let's do something different, right? Let's change it up. Because I've worked out over the last 20 years, I've tried to commit to it, but the whole time that I was doing it, I get up, I didn't want to get up when I got up, I didn't, when I got there and worked out, I didn't want to work out, and and that just doesn't last, right? Like, you, you don't like what you're doing, it's not going to last, and so I started with the cold plunge, and the cool thing about cold plunging is, is when I first started it, I, I didn't know a whole lot about it, to be honest with you. I just knew that it sounded fun or kind of cool. And I knew there were some benefits to it. Now I could spend the next 30 minutes, maybe not, maybe 10, 15 minutes talking about the benefits of it, but there's tons of great information out there if you want to go see it, but it's a game changer for me. It's changed everything. Um, and I get excited knowing that I'm going to wake up every morning and cold plunge it. So when I cold plunge, then I work out immediately following that. Uh, I got into running even from that and uh, I got up to eight miles. I'm working on a half marathon in October and uh, man, I lost 20 pounds, uh, uh, feel better than I've ever felt, stronger than I've I've ever been. Uh, and, and, and that's just in a six month time period since January the 2nd. So yeah, I'm just, I was excited about that. And, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get back on here is just talk about how I, how I got there and, and, um, you know, what's the motivation and, and how I'm going to continue to, to, to push through to, you know, what you call what you talked about as an abundant life. Right. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think the question that you brought up is great is what engages you, you know, what is it that flips people switch to make that decision, to make changes, whether that's cold plunge and working out or just working out or whether it's read the Bible and praying, what is it that flips that switch? Because uh, I follow coach Michael Burke there out of Murfreesboro and, he really is big on the fact that most that people won't change just for the possibility of greatness. Mm -hmm. They change because of pain. Mm -hmm. People usually change because of pain, because they've been told by their doctor, you better lose weight. They've been told by the doctor, you're sick. They're told, you know, that there's something bad has happened in the relationship. And so they need to change because of pain. And that's sad to me, but sometimes that's what's great about it is the pain can turn us around. And so we got to think about what is it that engages you to make change in your life? And then I love the fact that in your case, it wasn't just, hey, I'm 40 and I want to get in better shape. It was Matthew 16, 24 about denying yourself. But we can really look at that from lots of different aspects. You yeah. know, matter of fact, most people think physically is not how they see this. Um, yeah. But yet that is one way of looking at it. 
Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, again, I'd love to to talk about that and there's, I want to tie something in hopefully at the end here, I want to bring us full circle around on that because for me, my faith is extremely important. We talked about that last time and, and it's the lens in which I view everything. And, and, and I think it's important for us uh, to, to take care of ourselves physically. I think it's, it's part of, um, you know, our walk, uh, in, in, you know, uh, is to be able to be physically fit and particularly as, as men and husbands is to be able to protect my family and, and to provide for my family physically. And so all of those things I think are extremely important. And for me are a part of my faith. Um, but, um, so yeah, there, there's value, uh, for sure in that physical aspect, but for me, it started with, you know, thinking about deny yourself. And I, I, again, I thought really deeply about that. And, and then I thought, man, God has really blessed me in this life. And I, I I've done things and, um, been more successful in my business than I truly ever dreamed of. And, um, when I thought about that, I thought, man, I have all these abundances that flow into my life. And I thought, how does that, how do I reconcile that with denying myself? And then I really thought, well, what do I deny myself? Like, what do I actually deny myself? And, and I got the, like, what if every single abundance that comes into that I'm encountered with, right? And there's all kinds of abundances. I mean, first of all, we live in one of the most abundant countries in the entire world. Whether you think you're abundant or not, compared to your neighbor, doesn't matter. You live in one of the most abundant times that there has ever been in mankind. You don't have to worry about where you're, most people don't have to worry about shelter or food or all those basic provisions, right? So we have an abundant life, regardless of what you compare yourself to anyone else. And so I thought about that and I thought, what do I deny myself? Do I deny myself of anything? And then how do I square that against Matthew 16? And I thought, what if, what if the thing, what if all of these abundances that I just accept and bring every one of those into my life are the things that are filling my life and keeping me from having a more fulfilled life in my uh, walk with Christ and, and, physically, spiritually, and mentally, all, all of those places, if I'm just accepting everything, that, every abundance that comes into my life, where is the room for me to deny myself so that I can actually draw closer in my walk and in my faith? But also you think about it from the physical aspect. So for me, just to be practical, Chuck, I love to lay around. I would love to lay at night and sit up late and watch a TV show. And I've always been a guy that woke up like pe people know me. Like I don't I'm not an early riser. Now, I've worked hard over the last 20 plus years to get up earlier and earlier. But but it was always just a thing for me. And I, I really had to press myself this year and say, you know what? I'm going to deny myself that I'm going to turn off the TV early. I'm going to deny myself that time. I'm going to deny myself the pleasure of sitting up at night late. And I'm going to deny myself sleeping in and I'm going to get up earlier. So I might be not, might not be early for you, but for me, earliest I've ever been up for six months consistently in my life, 545 every morning I get up. And and my friends that know me know for me that's that's early. That's early. That's right. <laughs> and so that's... I I've committed to that, but I had to deny myself 
of something. Um, and even with food, like I, I started doing intermittent fasting and I had to deny myself certain things. And, and I just looked at it through that lens to, gra to grab clarity about how I can physically become in better shape. But again, I, I, I want to tie it back in spiritually at the end as well, too, because it, to me, it's both. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to is that, uh, you know, one of the things about this podcast is we talk about the journey to greatness in all areas of your life. And sometimes we focus a little bit more on physically, sometimes more on professionally. We'll talk about our business and sometimes we talk about spiritually. So, you know, when you look at this is just an example, and I'm sure that what you're talking about has affected you spiritually because you're in the habit now of denying yourself because you have that focus. I'm sure that it's actually bleeding into other areas of your life and that's affecting you spiritually. And so I think that probably would be the case for other people in other directions as well. Once you become disciplined, you become disciplined in all areas, not just one area as a rule of thumb. Wouldn't you agree with that? And has that affected you in different areas of your life? Oh, yeah. I, I think that that discipline in one area of your life is most certainly going to affect. I always say if you have a chaotic personal life, you probably majority of the time you're going to have a chaotic business life or spiritual life. Like it, you don't have uh, um, things in order in one area and chaotic in another. It's just not generally how it works, right? right? And so when you, the more you create those self-disciplines, the more they can bleed over into other areas of your life. So if you get up earlier, right, then you're creating disciplines that allow you to do things that you weren't able to do before, like read, take time to read scripture in the morning, uh, or for me, even what I've seen is just my energy level, my physicality, my ability to feel good. I want to do more. I'm more motivated to do more things because I feel better than I've ever felt before. And so I want to give more of my time to those things that I love doing. And so whether that's spending time uh, at my church or being more involved in uh, different uh, volunteer aspects or whatever that is, I, I just feel myself feeling better in a better mental state. And so for me, that just bleeds right over. I love that. You know, uh, I, you know, I've been in physical fitness for quite a while now, and it's interesting how a lot of people think about, oh, working out is terrible. I don't have the energy for it. Um, also, spending time with God in prayer. The thing that happens is now if I miss a day, it affects me. If I yeah. miss a day of working out, I actually notice it and it bothers me. If I miss two or three in a row, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, same thing. If you get into the word, if you get into prayer and you don't spend time with God, you're literally maybe even go to bed, for example, and think, oh, no, man, I didn't spend my morning time with God. And then I've been so busy all day. It's going to notice, you're going to notice it. And it's going to affect you. And you're going to become a whole different person because you're disciplined in that positive way. And uh, interesting, two things that I've added recently to my routine is that uh, picking out my clothes the night before. Yeah. That I'm going to wear because, I'm, you know, that's that's one that's amazing. I go to my, and you talk about abundance, you know, I go to my closet and I've got this big meeting and I've got to drive and I'm maybe a little behind schedule. And I'm like, okay, what shirt do I want to wear? What cuff links am I, you know, and it takes time where I've got that in advance. And then now I've gotten to where I'm getting my water ready at night, my gallon jug of water. It's ready to go. This is what I got to drink. And so what are some things that you can change in your lives that can really make an impact, not only in that one area, but throughout your life? And one of the things you talk about is consistency. 
Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in order to, you know, all habits are really based on consistency, right? And, and habits are behaviors and, and that's what results are driven out of. And where does that consistency come from? Right. And I think that's hard for most of us because consistency, again, goes back to what is the mindset that's driving that consistency? Right. And, and let me say, because I, I want to get this out, too, as a part of this, and I'll, I'll somehow tie it into consistency, but it's more about mindset, Chuck. Sorry, but All right. uh, but. It's I think this is important. I've talked to you about this as well, because I really again, I've thought about this a lot. And it goes back to like, what are your goals? Like, how do you really drive consistency? I think it's understanding that we oftentimes, oftentimes overvalue goals and we undervalue the activities, right? So we overvalue results or goals and we undervalue activities. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you want to lose weight, right, and your goal is to lose weight and you go, man, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds. Um, the problem with that is that all of our motivation goes into losing that number. That, that goal is the motivation for everything that we do. And so we eat healthy or we eat the things that we need to eat right? In order to do that, or maybe we do the activities, the exercises, whatever that is to get to that goal. But again, the whole time you're doing it, you don't love the way you're eating. You're not excited about the way you're eating. Uh, you're not excited about the working out. You don't love to work out, but you're doing it because you're motivated by the goal. But the problem is, is what happens when you get to the goal? Then what? Are you going to continue to do the thing that you loathe doing the entire time? The answer to that, and you and I both know what the answer is, it's no. You're not going to do the thing that you didn't enjoy doing. The only reason you did it is because you said, I want to reach this goal, and that goal momentarily uh, motivated you. And so where does consistency come from is you have to learn to be motivated by the activity, not the result. The results are good. Goals are good. We should have them. To me, I say they're markers on the map. They let us know we're heading in the right direction. But your, your real motivation should be the activity. So I always tell people, I've lost uh, around 20 pounds this year. For me, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. But I never had a weight goal when I started. My my motivation, I tell people, my goal is to wake up every day in the cold plunge. Because I know if I get into that cold water, when I come out, I'm feeling good, which means I'm going to feel like working out. And if I feel like working out, now I want to eat better. And if I want to eat, and then when I eat better, it makes me want to work out more. It makes me want to run. It makes me want to do all of these other things because I'm focused and motivated by the activities. And so consistency for me, if you want to talk about real consistency, creating real habits, 
is that we have to focus on the motivation has to be the activities. And it may not start out that way. And let me tell you, January the 2nd, when it's pitch black outside at 440, at 545 in the morning, and you got to go get in a pool that's 45 degrees, and you've never done that before. Let me tell you, it's terrifying. But I, I was committed to it. But once I did it, then I felt now I've, I've fallen in love with it because I told myself over and over again, this is the thing that I want to do. And now I look forward to that. I get to do it. I get to cold plunge. And that's created consistency for me where I don't I don't like I tell everybody about it. So they hold me accountable. Man, you, you want to know when I've fallen off? I ain't cold plunge that morning. But until I don't do that you know I'm headed down the right path. Right. And so just keep in mind, listeners, again, as with all episodes, we want you to think about your personal situation, where you are in your life. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about physical fitness and cold plunging, and there's probably going to be a few people, Matt, that are going to research cold plunging and maybe do some cold plunging because of this. And that's great. But yep. we're not just talking about cold plunging or physical fitness. We want you to think about in your life, what is that area of your life that you need to be more disciplined in, that you need to change, and that you need to deny yourself. We want you to think about your personal life or where you are. Yeah, and, you, and it, it just goes back to, again, the statement that we just made, which was, and that hit me as I, like at the very beginning of this year and having a, a work conversation was, was we overvalue results, we undervalue activities. And, and, and in my business, it's sales. It's everybody wants these sales goals, Right. But if that's the only motivation and they're never motivated by the activities that actually get them to that number, the way our mind works is that goal gets harder and harder. Every single time you do it, you get a less uh, uh, motivation to get to that goal. And um, there's studies, Andrew Huberman on YouTube, he he talks about that. This isn't stuff I've just made up this is stuff i've watched and learned from these folks as well is where do we get that dopamine where do we get that motivation from and and when you turn it into the activities and you turn the motivation into the activities that you need to do man that changes everything and and, and you talked about that consistency i i believe that's where it comes from um and 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 you also i i, I truly believe this you have to be willing to suffer my like i say that you either choose your suffering or suffering is going to choose you. Either way, it's going to happen. And so I want to take that into my own hands as much as possible. And I want to choose my suffering. So if you, if you really want to become more physically fit, or you really want to uh, increase your life, whether it's in your business or whatever, you have to decide to, to move into suffering, getting out of your comfort zone and creating challenges in your life that you actually have to overcome. But guess what? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. We're made to overcome challenges. Um, and that's where we grow. That's how we uh, grow in our spiritual walk and our physical walk and even in our business. And so we have to choose suffering. I love that. That's awesome. You'll choose your suffering or suffering will choose you. And Good example of that is physically where if you're not in shape, there's going to be times when you're going to get sick. There'll be times where you might get really sick because you didn't take care of your body throughout your lifetime. You know, and I love that. And so I just want to remind listeners, though, when we talk about overvalue results, I want to remind everyone that you are not your numbers. God loves you how you are. 
And when you pass away, people are not going to be talking about your numbers. They're going to be talking about you and the impact you had and whether you followed the Lord and who you were. And when I say that, I mean, you're not the weight that the scale says you are. That doesn't define you. You're not your height. You're not the bank account numbers in your bank account. You're not the sales numbers in our business. You're not the awards that you won with your sales company. Um, God loves the person you and the people around you love the person you. And when we go on, people are going to be remembering who we are and not our numbers. And like you said, numbers can be great markers for us, mm-hmm. yep. but they're not the end result. You know, when you want to get in physical shape, it's about the physical fitness part of it, not necessarily the weight part. That'll come. If you want to read your Bible and pray, you're going to become closer to the Lord. You're going to memorize scripture. That's the part of it that's going to matter. And so um, I think we want to make sure everybody understands that. And like I said, this has been great, Matt, because I really think people can look at this and look at your journey and think, what is that area of my life that I need to make a drastic change in? What's going to engage me to make a change? And what area do I need to make a change in? Yeah. And and you talked about motivation at the beginning and, um, you know, I heard a story about this gentleman that, and I'm not going to go into the whole details, but just the story basically was, is that this guy needed, he he needed to lose weight uh, and always struggled to do so and never found the motivation until his daughter needed a uh, transplant and he was the perfect fit, but they wouldn't, they, the doctors weren't going to do it until he lost X number, like X weight. Right. Uh, and guess what? Everybody knows he lost the weight. Right. And when you think about that, it really just comes down to it. It's not what we can or can't do. It's what we're willing to do. That's right. And and finding and then what I always and what I've been telling people this year is. You know, I, I found a motivation for me, you know. Um, and and then a way to create that consistency. And And you talked about you're not your number. No. I think about legacy and I think legacy is important to me and I want to leave a legacy behind. Um, I want to impact people and I want to be uh, inspiration where I can motivation where I can for others, because I do feel like I've lived a very abundant life and I'm living a very abundant life and God's blessed me in so many tremendous ways. Um, But Chuck, I'll say this to, to bring that full circle. First Timothy chapter four, verse eight says, for while bodily training is, is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. And it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So he says back in seven, he said, train yourself for godliness. Paul says, train yourself for godliness. He says, training your body is is a value. There's value there. I talked about it earlier. There's some value there. We should do that. Right. He says, there is some value there, but training yourself for godliness is a value in every way, which means there is no way in which it's not valuable. Love that. Right. And so, yes, deny yourself, train your physical body. But Paul's telling Timothy, train yourself in godliness. Why? Here's why. Ten. I love this. For 
to this end, we toll or labor and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the savior of all people, especially those who believe. So we train ourselves for godliness. We labor, we strive, we suffer, right? Because we have our hope set on the living God who is the savior of all people, especially those believe. because of our God, because of his grace and his mercy, we train our, yeah, there, we, that's why we train our bodies physically. Is there some, he says it right there. There's some value there, but, but how much more value is it for us to train ourselves in godliness? That's what Paul's saying. And so for me, um, that's the full circle, right? Yes, physical, but, but ultimately for me, that's the motivation, but, but they're not separate. They can be together and, 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 um, and it, even in eight, it says it's a it's a trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, right? The saying is trustworthy and fulling of deser and deserving of full acceptance. So it's all right there, right? To to tie all that together. Sorry, I got. I love that. Yeah, you were um, Matt actually got a chance to preach just a few weeks ago, and yeah. uh, I got a chance to listen to that man. You did a great job, and uh, so you can tell he he's on a roll. That was that's the perfect way to bring this to first soccer, man. Sounds like we need to have a Bible plunge. We need to have a cold plunge. We need to have a Bible <laughs> plunge in the morning, you know. But I love that. You know, Paul was, Paul talks about physical fitness quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And he talks about how that's important. But yet, yeah. how much more important is it that we know the Word, and more importantly, we have a relationship with the Lord, and we impact people because of that. Yeah, and and you you get to me. It's just like all of those pieces deny or tie together. Deny yourself. How do you train yourself in in godliness along with your body? Yeah. And when when he's talking about deny yourself, he's not talking about deny yourself of one thing. He's talking about deny your whole self. That's right. I deny your that. whole self. And yeah. so, if you want to follow him, deny your whole self. Yeah, my uh, brother was coming to see me last year during football season. He coming up from Florida to see me. We were going to spend the weekend together watching football games and. Uh, uh, he told me that he had decided uh, for a month to decide himself of added sugar. And I was like, so you decided this month to deny yourself of added sugar when you're coming to see me, we're going to be watching football. You know, you got to <laughs> pray about these things and time these things. That was not good timing. So, you know, yeah. uh, but I, I gave him a hard time about that, but I love this, man. This has been tremendous. We're obviously going to have you back again, but what a great episode. I know people are going to really get a lot out of this and, we really appreciate you staying with us and hopefully the entire episode to hear how Matt was able to bring this around to full circle and show us God's plan for how we can change, how we can make an impact in others and how we can enjoy the abundant life. You know, when you think about the abundant life and you listen to this episode, it's really going to be ironic. And I love that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, give us a last thought there, Matt. Um. Well, I think for me, Chuck, like, first of all, I, I appreciate you having me on and giving me this opportunity. You know, sometimes I often think to myself, you know, um, it, you know, going through these processes and thinking about how to help people and I'm and, and wondering if, if if anyone wants to hear anything that you have to say. Uh, but uh, I, I trust in the Lord and and I pray uh, every day that, um, you know, I can glorify him in, in all things that I do. And and, and I fall short just like everybody else, but I just want to be an encouragement to people. 
Um, I, I want to inspire somebody that, you know, maybe is right there on the, the cusp of like, hey, I, I need to make some changes and I, I you know, find the motivation. Yours is going to be different than mine. I guarantee you that it's probably not cold plunging. You know, it's it's probably something else. But but pray about it, meditate on it and think about, you know, what are the things that are in your life that that are holding you back uh, from a closer uh, and more abundant life? Uh, number one. Uh, with Christ and and how you can translate that into all facets of your life, whether it's your business or 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 um, you know physically as well. And so um, I guarantee you, there's things that you know in your conscience that you should let go of. I know there there still is for me, and so uh, I'm I'm working on that every single day. And so I'm working on that denial. Uh, because I, I do want to live a life that, that glorifies God. And, and I want to do that in all aspects. And hopefully this is uh, helps somebody so and, and maybe it's a motivation and inspiration to greatness. Thank you much, sure Matt. Again, we'll have Matt back. We appreciate it being sure on. As always, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 1914 so says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable if you feel in so thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, Grit to Greatness listeners. Podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.